Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Baseball Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga. Bring in Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. And Paul, a uh, bit of busy week since the last time we talked and a lot going on. But first and foremost, the biggest news of the day, I guess, is Carlos Santana uh, elected to start in his home ballpark for the 90th All-Star Game, uh, chosen in the, the election day voting. The fans get this one right at first base in the American League? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt, Joe. I mean, even... If you, like you and me, we've seen him play almost every day. Uh, He's played, what, 79 of the Indians' 80 games. And even if we didn't see that and we were just looking straight at the the cold stats, I think he would be, you know, you would vote for him. You would vote for him over uh, Voight and you would vote for him over C.J. Cron. I just, this guy's durable. He's, he's got power. He, you know, he's tied, I think he's tied for the, the league lead among uh, first basemen, AL first basemen in run scored, OPS, um, and he's turned himself into you know a Gold Glove quality defender. I think uh, this is well deserved, and I'm really happy for Carlos because you could in, just in talking to him, you know, in, in uh, the last week or so, it, this really meant a lot to him. He's never been to an All Star game, and uh, he gets to go where he's uh, at his home ballpark, like you were saying. And how perfect of a situation has this been for for Santana coming back to the Indians this year? That was a big theme, you know, just from the offseason. I remember when he came to Tribe Fest and he said, you know, this is home, Cleveland is home. And he's just been so happy and so, you know, positive all season long. And that really just sort of carried over. This is a Carlos Santana that we haven't seen in years past, uh, a guy who would, would start off so slow. He hit right out of the gate, and, and he hasn't let up one bit. And, and really, he, he flat-out earned an all-star starting position uh, just by, uh, you know, wh- what's, the, what's the difference here? I mean, this is a Carlos Santana that we haven't seen. Yeah, I think you're talking about a veteran hitter who changed, and that's probably the hardest thing for a veteran guy to do because he, obviously he's had success, you know, doing what he's done, being a dead pole hitter. Uh, to the left or right field. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why he's played in the big leagues for 10 years. He stayed here. He's made a lot of money here doing that. But this is a guy that consciously changed his, his, uh, his approach to hitting up the middle. You know, he's no longer a dead pull guy. You can't beat him with the shift. 
you know, you can't frustrate him with the shift anymore. And, uh, you know, I think that's a credit to him because a lot of guys don't change. They just keep trying to hit the ball through the shift or over it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes predictable. But what he's done has, uh, has, has really changed his season, maybe changed his career. And, you know, in talking to his teammates, in talking to Jason Kipnis, and, you know, he said, this is a guy who, who really, like you, he's echoed what, what you said there, he, he really sort of made changes and, and, and did stuff to the, the projection of his career just uh, coming into this year. And it, it's been a really great story to follow. Uh, the Indians themselves uh, made this all-out push in, just in the last couple of days uh, to sort of get Santana elected. I think a lot of people expected Lindor to be a, a guy who, who would be worthy of consideration for that. He doesn't wind up making the cut after the first round of voting. Uh, and so they, they threw their full effort behind Santana and, and, and it paid off. They, they got everybody to vote for Carlos. Yeah. And I, I think they did Joe. And uh, you know, obviously maybe playing in the national league last year helped him too. He got some votes for some national league voters, but I think, uh, you know, obviously I would, I would, I would, dare say that the majority of the votes came from Cleveland fans or Indians fans or Northeast Ohio. Uh, and I think it's just a great setting. He's, you know, when Carlos came back, I remember talking to him in spring training. He said, I'm happy, happy, happy to be home, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so I think that resonates with people. I think that resonates with voters. I, you know, like the people, you know, Indians fans, they want their players to be happy here. They want, they want them to enjoy the city, enjoy the ballpark. They don't want him to be grumbling, uh, you know, and, and, on. and, and I think he, he's gone out of his way to uh, really enjoy the, you know, the city. And I think a lot of it, Joe, you know, I've, I've covered him since he came, since he came up and since he made his big league debut. And I think he was always kind of a, a, um, a quiet guy, um, maybe a little bit misunderstood. And I think Tito really brought him out of his shell. Mm -hmm. when he came, when he got here in 2013 and uh, he just, you know, Tito played him in the outfield and in, in the world series, he batted him lead off. He, uh, you know, he, he experimented with him. He always was, you know, he even got on him a little bit when, when Carlos wasn't, you know, wasn't really playing hard at first base or he didn't take playing first base seriously. And uh, you know, I, I remember Francona said, the guy's not going to play regular if he doesn't we've, we he has to take it serious and now two years ago he was a gold glove finalist I think uh you know it, it's been a really really good uh, arrangement for for the Indians and Santana right well you, you talk about Santana getting better the uh the entire offense has finally caught up to Santana and what he's been doing all season and and that's why the Indians uh you know come into this off day uh with the the best record in the American League for the month of June I believe uh what is it? Seven or sixteen and seven. Sixteen and seven. Yeah. Best winning percentage in the American League for the month. Uh, third best in the majors overall. Uh, you know the the pitching staff has been good all season. Ranked second in the majors uh, in in ERA for the month. Uh, but the Indians went into yesterday's game with the best slugging percentage and the best OPS in in the American League in the month of June. Uh, tied for the most home runs with Minnesota at forty three and uh, sixth in batting average for the month. It's, it's uh, you know, a remarkable sort of turnaround, uh, really sparked by the arrival of Oscar Mercado earlier in the month. Yeah, I think, I think a couple things are at work, work here. Like Mercado has really kind of 
you know, taken to that number two spot right behind Lindor. He, you know, he's got a little, a little better, uh, you know, skills with the bat than I thought, you know, he'll hit behind uh, Lindor. Uh, we saw that. Uh, I think we've seen it the last two games against Kansas city where Lindor gets on, he'll move, you know, he'll advance him with a, with a ground ball, to right field. Uh, he's got some pop, he's got speed, uh, you know, so I think that's a big thing. And I think Joe, I think they, they, you know, in releasing Leonis Martin, um, you know, that was kind of the last, uh, the last uh, a guy that was kind of, you know, the, the, that veteran guy that I think they wanted to keep around just to make the transition from all the moves they made in the winter. He was the last guy they let go. And now it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's a younger team, obviously. Uh, uh, I think a more athletic team. But it's, you know, the team that, you know, I think fans – are going to see going forward and uh, we'll have to see how it works, but you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think the fact that, you know, you've got young guys in that lineup and you've got some interesting guys coming off the bench like Luke Lowe. And uh, you know, so it's, it, I think it's going to be fun to watch and uh, you know, give the Indians credit because when they, when they were putting this lineup together, I, I thought they were, I thought they were crazy, man. I, I, I did not see, I did not, I did not think this was, I, did, I was, I was, you know, when they, the way they played in April and May, I thought that was, that was the way they were going to play all year with this lineup, but you know, they've gotten some production and, uh, it, and, and, and you have to bring up also the veteran guys that, that have also sort of started returning to form in, in Jason Kipnis and Jose Ramirez. Uh, they've really started to heat, heat up, uh, you know, slowly for, for Ramirez. Kipnis has really sort of taken off. Uh, just since June 4th, Kipnis hitting 303, four home runs, an OPS of 886. Uh, you know, Ramirez, he, he's hit safely in, in 12 of his last 13 games. Uh, he's, he's starting to look a little bit more like the Jose Ramirez of the last couple of years. So, I, I mean, there's hope there that these guys can – can get back to carrying this lineup again, can't they? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, with Kipnis, it's it's funny, you know. I, I I forget what it was, maybe three years ago, where he had that great one month, May or June. He had like over 50 hits in one month, and I think you know we've seen, you know, he's he's always been capable of that. That's the kind of hitter he's always been, where he just it just is unbelievable for a month or you know a two or three week span. But we haven't seen that you know, in the last couple of years. And I don't know if it was injuries or whatever, but we're, I think he's in one of those streaks right now. And uh, it's great to see because, you know, he, uh, you know, Francona, the organization was being criticized for hitting him cleanup. And uh, now he looks like a cleanup hitter. I mean, physically he might not look like a cleanup hitter, but he, he's producing like one. And, uh, you know, in this lineup, that that's, that's essential. And I think, it spreads up and down the lineup. You got Roberto Perez at the bottom of the lineup, kind of like an ambush hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hit seven home runs this month, and you got Naquin right behind him uh, that's hit a couple home runs the last three games. The last, I think, the last three games, maybe. Yeah, and the and the key for Naquin is that he's finally healthy, and he's he's showing you what he can do when he's healthy. And he's playing great defense in right yeah. field. We saw that play over the weekend, and. Uh, just, uh, you know, so everything is clicking right now. And, and the key is how long they can keep it going, how long they can ride the wave. You know, they've cut the Twins' lead for, what, from 11.5 to about, I think it's 8, 8.5 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've moved into a tie for the second wild card spot. But I hate talking about the wild card spot in, in June. 
but it's something, you know, it, it shows progress. Right. Uh, and, you know, we, we've talked about just hanging around and hanging around and, and being able to, to maybe wait out the Twins. We've seen some of their guys. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez is on the DL, uh, or I'm sorry, the injured list, uh, just sort of waiting it out because no team can play at a 650 clip the entire season, I guess, is, is sort of the philosophy there. But maybe waiting until – uh, they see what happens with these guys and it, what they want to decide to do if they want to try and go for a division or and let the wild card fall where it may. Yeah, and you know they're in a favorable part of the schedule. You know they what they they uh, on this uh, little stretch here they played Detroit, Texas, Detroit again. They just got done with Kansas City. Now they go on the road before the All Star break. Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. Then coming out of the break, it's the Twins which will be an interesting series and Detroit and uh, KC again. So, you know, if, if they're going to make a push, you know, this is the time to do it. And doing it against the division too. All right. We've also uh, talked, we, we let, let's talk a little bit about the youngsters who have come in and, and made a quick impression. Uh, Aaron Savali makes his major league debut in a spot start after uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, you know, had to miss a start. We'll get to Clevenger in a minute here, but Savali comes up. You know, his nails, he, he throws six shutout innings and the Indians win his major league debut. Uh, again, just another – and then Zach Plesak continuing to, uh, you know, even if he stumbles once, he comes back and he bounces back real well, looks really good. Uh, he's performed really well. It, Tito mentions the player development staff for the Indians and having these kids ready to come up and step right in and perform. And, and you know, you see – Tito beam with pride about the the player development staff when when he talks about them. Yeah, they've 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 done a great job. Uh, you know, not only drafting pitchers. You know what Bieber, Savali, and and Plesac out of the 2016 draft, all of them. Uh, but in like you said, Joe, developing them and uh, getting them ready to uh, you know come up here and not you know and, and pitch well in the big leagues. It's not an easy thing to do. And then I mean, you can do it once. You know, and because uh, probably the pitcher always has the advantage, a new pitcher always has an advantage over you know a, a lineup or certain hitters. But to to do it back to go back out there and do it again and again like Plesac has done is really impressive. You know, Jeffrey uh, uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez did it until he got hurt. Uh, we haven't seen Savali the second time around, but I, I imagine we'll see him in the second half sometime. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that that is. That is critical, especially for, you know, an organization like the Indians. I mean, you know, that, that is not going to spend a lot of money on starting pitching. That has to develop their own. And, and when you look at even the current rotation, even the guys on the DL, all of, they developed all those guys, Kluber and, and Clevenger and Bauer and, uh, um, and Beaver, you know. So, it, you know, it's, it's somebody's doing something right down there. Ruben Niebla. And uh, the, the pitching coaches down there, Steve Carse left, of course, for uh, to, to join the Brewers uh, big league staff. But those guys down there, they know what they're doing, you know, and uh, it pays off. And th- that's the key to this organization, I think, the depth that, they, that, that they've established. Right. And, and to see the young guys come up and actually do it, not just show the potential, but to, to sustain it and do it, that's what's really important because you – you're going to get to a point where these young guys time out and the Indians won't be around or won't be paying them. Like, you know, Trevor Bauer is in a position where at, at the end of this year, he's going to be 
up for $20 million on a contract and the Indians aren't going to pay that. So they're going to have to move on. And so it's good to see they're getting the, you know, these, these guys to perform early on in their, in the, the controllability phase of their careers. Yeah. You're they, getting, you're, yeah. You're getting, you know, you just, you're getting them in the pipeline, you know, because the game turns over, you know, the players turn over. We saw that this winter with, with a big turnover in the roster, not so much the pitching, but position players. Right. And uh, this year it could be, you know, you, like you said, this winter, it could be Bauer, you know, or, or somebody else in, in, in that rotation. Or we don't know about Kluber or Carrasco, what, what their future holds for them. So it's good to see that there's people pushing from behind They're pushing, you know, the fire down below They're, right. is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, is hot right now. Uh, let's just touch on uh, Trevor Bauer's physical condition, uh, as we as we mentioned it. Uh, yesterday's win uh, against the Royals, Bauer came out and said that it's the best he's felt in a, in a while. Uh, he hadn't been himself, and he's making all these re- mystery references to physical restraints that he has. Uh, obviously, it's it's something like uh, you know probably muscular or, or whatnot that that had been nagging him for a while, and he finally felt good yesterday. And you saw he came out, pitched six and two-thirds, got a win, and uh, struck out 12. Yeah, and he th- throws 127 pitches. Last pitch, the 127th pitch of the day is 97 miles an hour. Uh, you know, whatever it was, like I think you said, like maybe it's a groin, maybe it's a back, maybe something that affected his delivery. You know, Tito would only say that he, he didn't like the way he, he couldn't stay over the rubber as long as he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I don't know whatever that means. I, I, that's a, if that's yeah. code or not. I, I mean, I mean, it's probably a back or, or something like that. But Bauer hasn't wanted to say, and we can't make him say it. So I, he, I think he loves playing that little game with us. Whatever. So whatever. He we talk about his physical restraints, but he's yep. he's fine. But he wasn't pitching well. Obviously, right. what he went zero and four in May. Uh, I think he's one. He's one in five in his last maybe ten starts, and until yesterday. So, you know that was that was a good performance, and it's something uh, you know I think he was happy with. And if if the Indians you know are going to trade him, he's going to have to pitch like that yeah. to interest teams. I think that's that's how you get the most out of a deal. I, I still don't know if they will, but uh, you know that's it's incumbent on him to uh, to pitch well one way or the other for for a variety of reasons. Okay, and so uh, Friday we've got Mike Clevenger coming back off the injured list after twisting an ankle in his his first return since April uh, earlier last week in in Texas. He you know he missed a start in the in the rotation, but everything seems to be checking out fine with his his ankle sprain. And news on Corey Kluber: he was set to see uh, doctors today uh, and, and get an update on when he can return to picking up a ball and start throwing with his broken right arm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, things are looking, looking up, you know, with Clevenger, you know, I, I still, you know, I still don't know if that was a great idea to leave him in that game against Texas <laughs> after he fell for, he face planted off the mound, but I, he must've, you know, convinced them. Obviously he made a strong argument to convince him. I don't know if that made it worse, but it doesn't seem like it because if it had, he would have been on a, you know, the injured list a lot longer than he has been. So adrenaline is pretty powerful. Start. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting start in Baltimore. You know, about two or three years ago, he he pitched against Baltimore when it was like 90 degrees, 90 degree humidity. He he like 
somehow got through five innings. I think he sweated through six six jerseys and and beat them. So if it's hot like that again in Baltimore, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how he pitches. He he returns to the site of his only complete uh, career complete game shutout. So we'll uh, we'll see if he can uh, copy that. And obviously, you know whatever news they get on Kluber is at this point is just gravy if it's if it's positive news. Yeah, and I think you know he he says he's been doing everything except throwing the baseball. I mean, obviously that's, that's an important piece of the puzzle, but it's good. You know, it's good to know, I'm, you know, that his delivery, you know, his, he can go through his delivery without pain that, you know, he can, uh, you know, make dry throws in the bullpen, his arms not hurting. And, uh, you know, now, now the, the next step is how do you build it up? You know, how do you, does he, he starts with catch, then you play long toss. I guess it's all that whole spring training progression again. And we'll just see how much, you know, the base he formed in spring training and what the first 10 or 12 starts of the season, how, if, if there's anything there still there, or he's got to start all over. Right. Uh, Brad hand, uh, you know, a shoe in for the all-star game uh, at any point so far this season, but in the last couple of outings, uh, maybe a little bit of a struggle. I, he did pitch five out of six days, I think, uh, in the last week. And I, I think Tito said he earned earned a couple of days off. I, I think Tito's comment after the game uh, the other day was that all the all of the relief pitchers uh, have sort of earned a, a day or two off, and that if they uh, if they showed up on their day off to throw, they should all be released. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he did say that. But uh, uh, hand, uh, what do you make of the uh, the stumble, giving up uh, five runs in the ninth inning and blowing a save the other night? You know, I, I just think, you know, every closer, no matter how good they are, are going to blow four to six games a year, I think. You know, you, if you look back, you know, Mesa was the exception. I think Jose in, in 1995, what, 42 out of 43, some ungodly thing, you know. Mm-hmm. like. But usually, you know, closers are going to, you know, three to four or five games – you know, it doesn't go well. You know, the thing is, it's interesting, Joe, is that if you think back the last two or three years, Tito has really had, you know, two or three closers available right. to him, and Allen and and maybe Shaw even, uh, Andrew Miller, and uh, last year hand Allen and, and Miller. And I think you could hand it off, you know, when you uh, when maybe you saw your 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 go to closer was fatigued. And uh, he this this time around he doesn't you know the, all all roads lead to to hand in that bullpen and so uh, I think that's why there's a trend I believe you know throughout the big leagues maybe they have maybe not to rely on one closer as much as you know in in the past to have two or three guys available I think the Twins have that you know they have Taylor and and they've got another guy I can't think of his name. Uh, that that have, that save you know save have say each save about nine ten games for them so mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept but I guess you know I'm not taking anything away from Brad Hand I, I'm 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 a believer in one guy I I want the one guy the door slammer back there but uh, you know he's always but before the last couple of years Francona has always had that luxury of uh, you know switching guys and and right. giving a guy a break but uh, I think with the cutting payroll and stuff yet now you're you're going with one guy right all right uh one guy let's uh talk about the last guy we'll we'll bring up uh bobby bradley makes his uh his indians debut this week and uh comes in on uh you know sunday makes a, a smash uh, the rbi double uh, in his first at bat and uh scores a run and the the indians win the game uh 
sort of a storybook sort of uh, situation for, for Bobby Bradley. This is a guy who hit 24 home runs for the Columbus Clippers and was going to be a, a, an International League All-Star until he got the call to, to come up and sort of solidify that, that lineup. Uh, what have you seen from Bradley in the first couple of uh, games that, that you've watched him play, and what, what do you project uh, is going to be the, uh, the course for this kid? Yeah, I, you know, I've liked the way he's played. I like the, you know, like you were saying, uh, had a big double the first, his first uh, big league debut. We had another double the next night, double home run. Uh, you know, I've heard some, you know, I've talked to some guys that uh, some scouts that have, have said, you know, it's it's going to be tough for him. I think first 100 to 150 at bats, they, they, they have, he has some holes in the swing. I think that's obvious. You know, he struck out, what, over 80 times at, at Columbus. Uh, I think those holes will probably get exposed, but he has power. I think they're going to give him a legitimate chance. They seem, you know, committed to running him out there every day. Maybe, maybe he gets a break now and then against the lefty, but he hasn't really. What he had, he got two hits against the lefties, right? Right, exactly. So, um, so I, I, you know, I, I think we'll know a lot more when he gets to the two hundred bat, bat mark, one hundred fifty to the two hundred bat mark. But I'm glad they brought him up. I really am. I, I think it was time. I think it was, uh, you know, you know, if they're if they're going to re- try to rebuild and and win at the same time, they've got to do it with this kid. This is this is you know, this is where their power is going to come from, and uh, they got to give him a chance. They got to give him a look. All right. Tito said, you know, guy who hits for that much power, you're going to expect some swing and miss. He's certainly going to strike out his fair share, but if they make mistakes to this kid, he's going to hit the ball a long way. He's got nothing but, you know, just raw power uh, when, when he connects. So uh, going to be fun to watch. All right, uh, last road trip starts tomorrow before the All-Star break. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, like we were saying before, Joe, this should be an interesting trip. I mean, this is a good – a good time for the Indians to to go into the All Star game. They've got momentum and to keep it going. You know, Baltimore is struggling. Uh, Kansas City, we saw them for three games. They always play the Indians tough, but uh, you know that's a team. That's a, another last place team. Cincinnati is playing better, but uh, you know that's another team that that the Indians should beat. They they should not. You know, at least split with them. And uh, I think uh, this is if you're going to make a move in the division. If you're going to make a move in the wild card, this is the time to do it. And uh, I think you one you know I think you you have the power. This this team has the power to convince the front office to maybe add you know at, at before the break before the the deadline. I think uh, you know at, at least if if you, if they don't add, then not to uh, you know just you know blow it up. And I don't think they're going to. I I, I think they'll make a move. You know, maybe maybe they can influence this front office that that they can contend. That would be uh, that would be a pretty impressive Houdini job if they can, uh, you know, convince the the front office. Hey, let's uh, let's go for it here. So yeah, it would be interesting. I you know, I was talking to a guy that uh, that said, you know, if they get in a wild card, you know, he was just running a scenario by me that uh, if they didn't trade Bauer. You know, you start Bauer in in the wild card game. He go, he gives you three or four innings. You bring in Clevenger. He gives you you know four or five innings. Then you know you got you got hand at the back end. And uh, then if you win that wild card game and you go into the ALDS, you could you could bring 
Bauer back on, you know, in game sure, maybe right, game yeah. two, you mm-hmm. know. So it, you know, there, it, that's at least one way. That's one school of thought that's that's I think the Indians are thinking about. Oh, uh, it starts to get interesting. All right, Hoinsey, have a good trip out to uh, Baltimore, and we will see you in Cleveland for the 90th Major League All-Star Game in uh, a little more than a week. It's going to be great, Joe. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. <laughs>